Yeah, did you see the size of that thing? Now, if you're going to be out there fishing and you're illegally doing it, you should be thrown in your pants for a crab pot. I'd have to say, if you're going to use a long shank hook, great for whiting, perfect for yabbies, not the best for live bait, such as a herring. Oh, come on, mate, you're joking, aren't you? That's absolute, that's, that's rubbish, you know that. Now put yourself in a fishing line here. Now, that's a catch. That is a quality catch. Well done, champion. G'day everybody and welcome back to the Step Outside podcast. We are back. Yes, sir, we are back. Hey, after a bit of a sabbatical there, six weeks in fact, due to the Olympics, I thought, you know what, I'd love to keep the podcast rolling. Could have done them, absolutely. But yours truly also needs a bit of a break. But we're back and we've also got our first show that appeared uh, on the weekend that's just gone, of course, on Seven Mate episode 19. Do you know we're coming up to our 100th episode? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, today on our podcast, now if you saw the show, you would have known that we've got a very good angler and a top bloke all round. He is El Presidente from the Gold Coast Sport Fishing Club and of course the Flatter Classic is incorporated within Mr. Bruce Anderson online. Good morning to you, Brucey. How are you, Paul? I am good, mate. I am great, thank you. Good to have your uh, your company with us this afternoon, and I uh, appreciate your time. No worries, mate. My pleasure to be on your show. Mate, um, thank you. I've got to say, uh, the Flathead Classic has been running for 27 years. You haven't aged one day, mate. What What is with that youth serum that you put on your noggin? <laughs> That's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's been 27 years, and um, it was started... Um, 27 years ago by David Green. He went to uh, the Barra Classics yeah. and got the idea from that. And then he came back here and um, Treasure Island Caravan Park many, many years ago um, started the very first one. Him and uh, Pig Lewis, uh, Shane Gardner and Brad Dobe and Rossi McCubbin and all those guys got together plus a heap of other people from the Dog Coast Sports Fishing Club and started the, started the comp, which has been a tradition. Mate, it's a fantastic competition. Uh, you know, people come from all around the country, obviously. You know, some parts of the country, they're not allowed to come at this particular point in time for obvious reasons. However, a lot of Queenslanders still um, able to travel and uh, can get out there. But if something goes pear-shape, and of course, uh, you know, when it comes down to social distancing and you can't hold events, because that is a, a, a big, uh, I guess, not a rarity, but a more of a certainty these days, or an unknown certainty. But... Um, what I loved about what you and I had a chat about on the Step Outside show was how you guys have morphed the Flathead Classic. Instead of just saying, hey, if it's on, it's on. If it's not, it's not. You say, we're still going. We're still doing this 100% and you've gone online. Tell me about how you do that. Okay. So what, with regard to that, it's all, as I said before, the tradition, you know, people getting together, blokes coming from interstate and meeting up with their mates. It was like, school reunions and best mates catching up and everything like that every year. Yeah. Because of what happened this year, we've um, and we've done it with our comps, which we run internally, uh, like our brim comps and our mackerel and everything like that, is we have a program which we use where people can fish and they compete and they enter their fish online, put the measurements, say, right, a flathead, 46 centimetres, and it goes towards their tally towards the end. So what we were able to do with the Flathead Classic, because Flathead Classic has a, a different competition rules and such as that 
Like if you get up to a 40 centimetre flathead, you only get five points. Over that, you get your points build up. So if you get an 80 centimetre flathead, it's like 500 points. So you can imagine so that we were able to develop that within the, the program that we use and the, um, and it's, it's gone from there. And people um, understand, you know, that, you know, sometimes we're limited, we can't do these things and we just want to get the people out there fishing, enjoying, and our sponsors have been sensational. They've all stayed on board from the, going into the new concept. Well, not a new concept, but going onto a, a concept that's not familiar for the tradition of the Flathead Classic. Mate, it's uh, it stayed as an iconic competition, still is. Obviously, 27 years in the last couple of years changed it up a bit, but still people um, are out there to enjoy. It's all about that solace, really. And we know the camaraderie at the end of the, the, the day where people do go back, they have a, a, a great northern or they, they sit back and have a, a top tuck of feed from your chefs that come in and also mm. just chewing the fat from every angler where they sit back and, you know, it's that little bit of, I guess, uh, you know, I guess it's that time where you can just reflect on the day's fishing without worrying about the rest of the world and what's happening. Given that, given that we're going online, people can still do that because we're moving um, the basically the stage to be indoors, aren't we? We're doing a studio setup, which is pretty cool. Well, that's true. And what what I've heard, you know, what we did last year, when this happened last year, we didn't even get a chance to even look at putting on the classic last year. We did what we call the ultimate flatty dash, and we put, uh, did the same thing where we just had, did it all online. But a lot of the the people that were fishing yeah. had their own parties. And what they do is they go back to someone's place and they'd go and have things. Or in the case of um, Broadwater Cabman Park, there was like 60 people there who were fishing the comp. And they went got hold of the rotunda. They put a big TV up. Yeah. And we do a live, which we're going to do with yourself, is when we did a live feed from the clubhouse and that last year. And... Uh, talked about the day, talked about the rules, talked about what happened, what we'd heard, stuff like that. And then we started giving away, and we gave away prizes every night and all that. So it, it, it still had that ambience. And I understand this year, like the same year that other teams that would, would normally come to the the precinct, we call it, and mm. have a drink and have catch up and have a beer and whatever with, the, with their friends, now they're all going over to mates' places and they're meeting there and they're going to watch the show on the big TV at home, so which it's is still got that. Yeah, it's still got that feel to it, hasn't it? And and it's, mm. good, it's still good for sponsors because without sponsors, clearly things don't go ahead. You know, pe- people like to have that chance of winning something. You know, something really cool. Even they might they might have two Sanders on their boat, but they there's still a chance of winning another one. <laughs> I don't know what they'll do oh. with it, but you know what I mean. I know. People still oh. love to win free stuff um and and the, also the you know just the shenanigans that that uh, happens from other boats people you know that they, they could get a hook in their hand they might catch a flathead and get it up beside the boat they're videoing the thing and 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 it falls out of the net maybe a rod goes over the side you know all of those things that happen on a day to day when you go angling um you know those oh. those stories come to us and we tell them over over the uh the, that one hour That's show it. Mm. yeah there's always a story about someone and when you've got you know, 120 to 200 boats fishing. Yes. There's always some incident or issue <laughs> yeah. or something that'll happen on a boat that they go, I've got to tell, I've got to spread this around because, you know, we always like to have a go at our mates and we always like to dob them in. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it could be the case of, you know, a 95 beside the boat that just disappears off into the <laughs> the blue again. 
or it could be yeah, dropping oh. a rod overboard or falling overboard trying to get the rod. You know, who knows? Yeah. You know, the list goes on of all the things that can happen. Mate, tell me, um, people who are listening to the podcast about the Flathead. So the the Flathead Classic, all the W's dot Flathead dot com. I think it is. Is that correct? <laughs> .com.au, yeah. .au. Okay, cool. So you can check that out and, of course, jump onto the Facebook page and um, you'll be able to see it. And that uh, is, of course, on the, uh, uh, I think it's the 27th, 29th, 30th and the 1st of October. Mate, catching flathead. Okay, let's get into the nitty-gritty of catching flatties. What's your favourite method of catching flathead yourself? Myself, I'm, I like fishing on the flats, like the shallows, weed banks and things like that, and just throwing uh, a little four-inch paddle tail or jerk shad or something like that, just trying to entice them, you know, and I fish light, I one eighth to uh, one quarter is probably my max. So I've not never been a one to chase them in the deep and or that that side of things. But there's so many different facets. My but my that's my favourite. It's just getting up the facts because I like to see because if you're fishing in the in the shallow water, when the flatted hits, even if on plastic, if it's in shallow enough, it'll get up it'll you know, it's just like watching a whale breach offshore. They are, they really do hit very, very hard. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yesterday, I went out fishing with my, my son Nathan and um, George Sands, and uh, we did a little bit of deep fishing, which was good. We got a few fish, but we did one where we were throwing a, a jerk bait. And talk about very visual catching a flathead. It was amazing. Like, watch Georgie and Nathan, you know, they got some nice flathead just throwing one forty mil um, jerk baits out there and just flicking it really hard and then all of a sudden this big flathead just comes out of the out of the air and just goes bang and we were only oh. fishing again. Oh, yeah, out of it, we were only fishing like two three feet of water and it was just an amazing thing to watch. So you know that's the type of thing that you like. You like to watch that visual stuff and it was just yeah. That's why I like the thing. I, the, the deep you know there's people who have got a very very talented people who fish on the deep. Um, but you know that's another factor. I mean, that's the different styles of fishing for flathead. There are so many different styles. There's folks that go out there and they use they fly fish for them. You know, on the flats they get up and there's folks that get up and do the deep. There's the the jerk bait, the big swim baits. You know, the big yeah. glide baits you see. You know, there's so many different facets of trying to catch that that flathead, which is always there, but it can be elusive. Mate, they can be elusive, you know, uh, and, and it, a lot of uh, people always thought, you know, early morning, late afternoon, tide change, and, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing before the waters get disturbed. However, if you had a high tide at the, in the middle of the day, they can still get up on those yabby banks, those big girls, and they'll sit right up mm. in, in, a, in a foot of water. Oh, that's right. And they sit there, and you like, it was, it's just an amazing thing. You don't think, you sit, you're, you're looking at the water, and it's crystal clear. It's like an aquarium. You're looking into it, and you think, oh, there's nothing there and stuff like that. And you throw out a plastic or you throw out a, 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 a as I said, a, a dirt plate. And next minute, the water just erupts. You go, where did that come from? Wow. You know, it's an amazing thing. They're amazing fish. Mate, they certainly are. The good old flathead, uh, you know, they come in a different varieties of, uh, of, of course, um, species of the one family being the flathead from your blue spot flathead, rock flathead, mud flathead, dusky flathead, striped bar, bar tail flathead. I mean, the <laughs> list goes on. Tiger flathead. There's, there's so many of these things. But, mate, they, they are one of the most prized sought-after catches and fish to eat. Uh, oh, yeah. Nothing like a good old uh, beer-battered flathead tail with some fresh chips. Uh, but they're, yeah, they're, they're caught all around the country, so they're great for the families to get out there and have a bit of a crack on them too, aren't they? Oh, it is. It's, 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 they're very 
they're a rewarding fish because they fight hard when you catch them. But they're you know you can get them in if you if you want to you throw them back. You know because we have our clubs and we'll catch and release. We're not a but we all like our fish and we do keep fish when we uh, you know for a, for a feed. But you know you go, you look around everywhere around Australia. You go on the face you know your social media pages. You know, Plato fishing Australia. And that's amazing. Like you get sea blokes catching 90 centimetre flathead in the river in Townsville. There was yeah. blokes on there that, yeah, you know, and then you got them down in, in New South Wales and Victoria and stuff like that. So they're a very hardy but very um, good fish as a to catch for a family. They want to have a good time to go out there and catch a flathead. Yeah, mate, then that's exactly right. Mate, um, the retrieve on a lure, you're saying before you like that, you know, three or four inch paddle tail up in the shallows. What sort of retrieve mm. do you do? Do you just do a, a standard twitch, twitch, jig, slow wind, dead wind, dead stick? What are you doing? I sort of, if you want to put it like that, I, I, I sort of vibrate the wrist to give it a little bit of a, a movement as I'm lifting the rod up and it sort of just takes it off the bottom as if it's like, you know, it's still like a wounded little bait fish or something like that. And, then they'll drop back down, let it sit for a bit. Or depending, I might change it. I might get up and just do a slow roll, have the rod a bit hot, depending on how much weed's there. I might just do a slow roll across the top of the weed. Um, uh, when I first started um, flathead fishing, I used to use a very heavy thing, uh, like a, a jig head, like like a three-eighth and stuff like that. And you'd get up, even in shallow water, you'd get up and you'd, you'd give it a massive big rip and it'd go back down the bottom. But you would catch the flathead because what would happen is the, the jig head hitting the bottom, yeah. this flathead lie in the sand, they would feel the vibration and it makes them want to come over and have a look what's going on over here. Mate, I, I, they're an amazing fish and they do pick up those vibrations. And speaking of vibrations, I recall seeing some footage back many, many, many years ago. Uh, I was watching some underwater footage of a wally diver. Now, they were an original American lure. Uh, blue and mm. blue and silver was one of the ba- favourite lures. They were an amazing lure to use. And that particular uh, lure, someone had a under underwater camera, and it was on the, uh, the Courage side of Crab Island in the Gold Coast Broadwater. And they had the lure trolling in amongst the prop wash where the mud or the sand was getting stirred up from the prop, and you could see the lure just darting in and out of the of the prop wash and that uh, stirred up sand. And mate, the flathead were coming up, they were chasing it. They were coming right mm. in and smacking mm. that, that little bait fish profile lure in the uh, literally five, maybe eight feet behind the boat. I'd never seen that before. And they were in about yeah. two foot of water. And it's very, it's a very popular technique. I, um, I know Shane Gardner, who makes pig lures, mm. he uses that very well. He just sits it like, honestly, it's just in the, in the prop wash, yeah. um, same as uh, cord. Uh, from Wilson Fishing, they do the same thing. They use their tango shads and they get up and they keep it right on coast. And well, I've done it myself, and it does work. It's, you know, you just because what happens is the prop is stirring up all the food and all the bottom, yeah. and then the, you've got the whiting coming over to get up the get the little shellfish and stuff like that, and then of course the flathead are coming over to get the whiting. So it's an amazing little circle that happens. It is, a, and and it works though. It's like with the with the mm. stingrays, and and this is when it comes. Okay, that's through man-made stirring up because of an outboard. But when you think about it, and you go right, let's have a look at this stingrays on a bank, fluffing up all the sand, trying to suck up the yabbies, work the smoke trail or the sand trail in mm. behind the stingray, and there's a 
a really good chance of, of nailing a lizard because, like you said, the, the white ink coming in and, the, you know, it's that food chain. The flathead will come in as well. So whenever I'm up in the shallows and I see those stingrays, first thing I do is, is peg a lure straight in behind them and, uh, and yeah. you know, five times out of ten you might get a hit. We did that yesterday. It was a big big, big um, stingray caught an untold havoc on the bank then. It was just black water everywhere. And, um, and Georgie said, throw your lure into there. And sure enough, bang, we got one. Is that right? Yeah. Good size yeah. one too, mate. Uh, they were a big toys. The boys, the boys, when that with their bigger lures, they were, they were. I think, I think they were in the mid sixties. We got a few mid sixties. That was really good. And then we fished the deep side of things. And the it's amazing when you fish the deep, as in we were down around um, Crusoe and um, Short Island, and the colour of the of the the flathead is just so different in their colouring to when you see them on the flats. You know, it's like on the flats they're like a darker colour. Yeah. But when they're in the deep, because it's such clean water, they're just a really clean, creamy, even like a light, light grey colour. Yeah, it's it, it may, and that's the thing. If you can find that that coloured sand where the where the fish are, you know, sort of obviously coming in to feed, that's a good chance of catching them. And that also leads into birds. I know David Green was a big one on that. You know, you see birds, cormorants, and and uh, pelicans all diving into pelicans. water. Man, that's what you you cast your lure at, yeah. Yeah, pelicans is a big one. I've learned that from a lot of the fishermen, Benny, Benny and Brad, Dave, and all those guys. They always say, soon and Steve Ward, as soon as you see a, a pelican, that's, and it looks like it's, and it's feeding, that's where you want to go because that's where the bait fish are. Yeah, mate, that's exactly it. But um, when it comes to getting out there and fishing the deeper water, I know you try and stay to the shallows, but obviously deeper water jigging, uh, is it very similar to running that three or four inch paddle tail, but just with a maybe go up to a five or six inch and obviously just up the ante on the jig head? Is is that what the idea yeah, is? We were, we were using a half ounce um, uh, TT um, headlock, dropping that down with a, a five inch paddle tail and uh, just going, and it's just it, 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 like the old thing, just like teabagging. We were just throwing against the bank, then it come like against the edge of the where the water was and then the drop down and just coming out and just teabagging and then, um, we were, we got we got a few. It was very good. It was very interesting to see. So it just sort of opened my eyes a bit more to, again, the different styles that are out there and catching fish. And it wasn't it wasn't that hard. But like George said, it wasn't that hard. But it can be boring. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think you know. Let's talk marlin fishing, man. That that if you're not getting a bite, that is boring. That's it. Oh, yeah, thank God. What, is it, what do they say? It's a long time for about twenty seconds of, of chaos. <laughs> or an hour of yeah, chaos sounds, or whatever. I was, was going to say the 20 seconds sounds like my love, love life. Hey, mate, um, <laughs> t- t- I got a, now I've, got 10 sec- I've got 10 questions to ask you here there, Bruce, and mm. I would like to uh, you to answer briefly, quickly, okay, yep. and get straight to the point. Okay, you up for this, buddy? This is a challenge. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. All right, so first thing, most embarrassing moment on a boat? Uh, dropping rod over and falling overboard. That was many a few years ago. Most embarrassing moment fishing. Uh, getting too excited to catch, catching a catching an eighty centimeter flathead and then just realizing that it just looks at you and throws the throws the hook. So yeah, that was embarrassing. Favorite co- color? Favorite color? Favorite color? White. Favorite outboard? Uh, I'd have to say I've got a Honda at the moment. I'm very happy with it. So yeah. Okay, Honda. And superstitious? Superstitious. I try and wear the same 
if I'm fishing in a comp, I try and wear the same shirt because I know it gives me it, it can be lucky. So I try and wear the same shirt. Is your good 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 girders, mate? Good vibes, eh? Mm. Ideal rod and reel outfit for you. I'm a Shimano I man. I like the little Shimano um, Trenic Di4 2500, and I've got a nice Samaki's um, two to four kilo rod. That's my go-to. Favorite fishing spot? I love the pin. I've been to, I've fished the pin since I was oh, 15 years old when I was in Macrovat Fishing Club, and I've uh, just enjoyed it. It's just a great waterway. It's always produced the fish, whether it's brim, flathead, salt. You know, the list goes on. And it's always nice and clean and, yeah. Perfect. Best moon phase? Mate, I'll be honest with you. I don't have a lot of things. Probably the, probably a full moon. Come out to a full moon. Um, I don't I, I, I tend to find that the fish do get a bit more aggressive. Best tide to fish for flatties? Mate, I love run out. I just love a run out tide because I just go and try and find where the water's running off. There's little channels coming off banks and stuff like that. And I just find that's where they are. I just love the runoff. Careful with the next one. Your favourite person to fish with? Uh, it'd have to be my son, Nathan. He's Good answer. A le- legend. That's the right answer. Good on you, mate. Hey, Brucey, thanks very much for your time today, buddy. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's nice to have you on board, both on the show and on our podcast. And I, I look forward to the 27th Flathead Classic kicking off, of course, uh, later this month being September. Mate, um, thanks for your time, buddy. Absolute pleasure, Paul. Always a pleasure to talk to you and catch up with you and carry on with you. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, mate. That's it for our podcast, everybody. Thanks very much for listening. And, of course, we'll see you next weekend with our Step Outside with Paul Burt show, of course, on 7, mate. And if you need any fishing tackle, camping supplies or anything like that, of course, jump on down to your local Anaconda store. This is Bertie on Step Outside. And, of course, till next time. Ah, it's been a while. Mate, you rod bend off and everyone. Ever since I was a young fella, I've always loved the outdoors with that sense of adventure calling. That adventure has become my life's passion that I love to share. Hey there, I'm Paul Burt. Come with me and let me share the experiences I've learned over the years along with some pretty cool tips and tricks as we step outside. Step outside.